Get ready for Bears training camp July 27th because the offseason program now in the rearview mirror. Players and coaches off on a summer break. Welcome into another edition of Bears All Access. It's brought to you by IGS Energy. A two-man show tonight with my broadcast partner and former Chicago Bear, Tom Thayer from News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM WBBM, the starting guard on your Super Bowl Bears. I'm Jeff Joniak, and we are going to break down what has been a very informative three-day minicamp over the past week and listen to some of the uh, key components. That would be the head coach and some of the key players and veterans that we have yet to hear from and some of the rookies that we have heard from, but now a little more season as they get ready for training camp 2021. Tom, first of all, good to, good to see you. Good to talk to you. And it's been an exciting week for us because you get to see uh, 89 of the 90 players that are on this roster on grass getting better every day and some of the sneak peek that we'll see in terms of drills at training camp. If I could just give a blanket statement, what, what would be your overall takeaway from uh, the week of minicamp up at Hallis Hall? An overall impressed with the development of the offense, the continuous process of making sure this team gets better on the offensive side of the ball, on the offensive side of the ball. Tremendous amount of respect for Andy Dalton and Nick Folds and the way they've embraced the competition with Justin Fields because he's going to play a role on this team. But I, I'm really admiring these guys as veterans that they've taken this young kid under his wing and they've been able to feed him a lot of information that's going to be beneficial throughout his career as the Bears. And then I'm also impressed with the enthusiasm the defensive players have attacked this mandatory minicamp. I think it's a reflection of respect that they've shown the new defensive coordinator, Sean Desai. In some of the guys like Danny Trevathan and Akeem and Eddie Jackson and Khalil, that these guys have come out here and played at a speedy high level of enthusiasm. And I do think that's, that's what they needed to show. Not a lot of these guys have been around through the voluntary stages, but when they showed up through the mandatory part of this competition, they were ready, willing, and they were able to go. Well, it clearly looked like they did work. They, they worked in the offseason to get themselves right. Hey, everybody nowadays, uh, they want to work with some of their own folks, whether it be a speed coach or a drill coach or some new way to reinvent themselves for the next season. I, I, I look at Akeem Hicks. I, Akeem looked very fit. He looked like he was lighter. Roquan Smith is a man right now inside, all over the field. I like the way Eddie Jackson's enthusiasm showed. I like the way Kendall Vildor, the young man working in his second year, trying to win a spot opposite Jalen on the other side of the ball. And Damian Williams, Marquise Goodwin, uh, Demir Bird, the speed, no question, a very different speed. And, of course, Allen Robinson's overall professionalism, Tom, and how he uh, cares about his body, what he worked out of the offseason. Give us a little sneak peek. You're not on Twitter, so you, so you didn't see it, but his workouts, uh, he did a collage of his workouts and then basically said, you know, I'm ready to roll. And his overall professionalism of not letting the contract situation bother his own personal and team goals for 2020. You know, I've never had a lack of faith in Allen Robinson. When I watched him uh, address the media today after practice and he addressed the issues and what he's been working on to become a better football player, both that's how it's going to benefit the Bears organization and how it's going to benefit himself. Listen, man. This guy, he doesn't have to say anything to prove to me that he's the type of veteran that shows leadership every time he's on the field. He's tough. He's competitive. Individually, he wants to be great. 
but he also wants to be great for his teammates. All right, we got lots to talk about with the quarterbacks, obviously. Andy Dalton, the number one. Let's not go anywhere else with that. He is the number one until proven otherwise. Justin Fields is the backup, and Nick Foles is the number three. With that being said, Matt Nagy this week was asked what this is all going to look like in this particular 2021 Bears offense for the average fan to notice. We got to decide, okay, our identity. And I know and you, you talk about that every year. and We know what we want to be. And but to your point, also, when you two of your three quarterbacks are new to the system, now it's about making sure that we do some things that we want to do that that tailor who they are. And they've done a great job with that. Andy, we knew going into this that Andy is very open. Uh, he's also opinionated in a good way because he's, he's had a bunch of experience. And so he's done a lot of this, but then he'll give his opinions on how he see, sees things as well. Justin's completely new you know to this whole part so for him it's a lot more listening but but again as they grow they become more confident or have any concerns in a play they get more vocal and so um what we're doing in our coaching staff the offensive side of the ball i think they're doing a really good job of tailoring all of this to the, those guys strengths and um now we'll just have to kind of see and make sure that we're we're letting our guys play fast that's probably the the ultimate goal tom what sticks out there is very important Tailor the offense to the strengths of your players, because then in turn, as you know, if you're put in the, a position of strength, you're going to not worry about what you're being told to do. You're just going to understand what you have to do. And I think that's a, a big, big part of this a future success of this offense. Yeah, it is. But, you know, Matt, Hall, he has to understand also he has an enormous role in the development of this football team. Because if you're going to gain an identity, it's going to be because of the types of plays you're calling as a play caller. You have certain assets that are gifted to you by Andy Dalton. You have certain assets that are gifted to you through the running game of David Montgomery, Damon Williams, Artavis Pierce, and now Khalil Herbert and the rest of the crews. You have assets that you're gifted through the tight end position between the Jimmy Graham, Cole Komet, and the rest of the guys and the wide receiver group. So I think when you put it all together, that's going to be the development of the offense. And scoring points is paramount. We talk about it every day. We're going to talk <laughs> about it every day until yeah. the point production goes up. This will be a battle. So that being said, a huge emphasis on the final practice of the week on red zone and red zone will be a prominent piece of training camp, according to Nagy. Yeah, well, we're going to really emphasize the red zone. Um, in, in, in training camp, I think it's going to be important to look at that and to continue to hit conceptually what we have and then what, what our players do well. And, you know, when you get down in there, you can't kick field goals. you got to have touchdowns. It's just you, you have to score points. And so there's some concepts that we'll keep. There's some concepts that, that we'll add. And I think schematically for us, we'll, we'll keep that with us. But I do like where we're at and, and being able to kind of see the why part and then look at teams, too, that do a good job of running stuff in the red zone and what's their whys and, and why is it? Is it just guys making good plays or it's, is it schematics? And so yeah, I think it's um, going to be a combination kind of, of both. And, and we're excited in training camp to really – put an emphasis on that sorry i stepped on matt but it is a combination it is a combination of both and, and you know go back into the lab because one thing is for certain yes the bears have had struggles with scoring points now they do have the weapons to be a successful red zone offense both in the run game and in the pass game would you agree oh 100 you know jeff if you take into consideration the the otas and the the mini camp they've just gone through 
They probably have run more plays in the red zone thus far this preseason than they did last year the, than the, in the pandemic season because Cole Komet had nothing other than two weeks of training camp. Darnell Mooney had nothing other than what he had in training camp. They've already ran more plays in the red zone than they did last preseason. And with, as you said, two new quarterbacks in Eddie Dalton and Justin Fields at the top of the depth chart. That's Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak. We're going to step away for our first break coming up. We will hear from Jimmy Graham, the Bears veteran tight end. We'll hear from quarterback Justin Fields, the rookie weighing in as well. This is Bears All Access. It's brought to you by IGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy. Choose clean energy for your home at IGS.com because every good choice adds up to a better world. With Tom Thayer, I'm Jeff Joniak. This week's Bears All Access show here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, thanks to our producers, Dan Barilli, Jordan Treadup, and Katie Tuber helping us out after the mini camp, the mandatory mini camp now on the radar. Tom, early in the week, we heard from tight end Jimmy Graham, and I do, I do really respect what he's accomplished in his career, what he's doing as a Chicago Bear, leading the way for Cole Komet, but also just being one of the overall veteran leaders on this team and what he is looking at here. He's looking at nothing but a championship. That's why he's coming back. And the interesting aspect of him is that after that New Orleans game, when he caught the touchdown pass and he went uh, up the up the uh, the tunnel, <laughs> but maybe that was it. And yes, he did consider retirement. Um. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I I certainly did it for a second there. Um, you know, for a little bit, and um, you know, I got a lot of unfinished bit unfinished business. Um, you know, it was very difficult for me, obviously. Um, you know, to go back in the in the dome and you know especially to lose you know i'm a i'm a pretty fiery person i'm a pretty uh enthusiastic person and and uh, i hate losing simple as that and um so you know there's a lot of frustration there you know because i um you know i i want to ring and you know that's all i think about so you know you know just knowing that you know it's another year and and, and so you know i wasn't sure i was going to do but you know um talk to ryan and you know talk to um, talk to Matt and, and, you know, I'm on board and, you know, I'm ready to do whatever it takes to, you know, to get back in that position, you know, and, and to move forward and, you know, hopefully to, to make a run. And, you know, that run includes uh, his teammate Cole Komet, Tom. And I think there's no better veteran, especially a guy like uh, Cole. He, he, he's looked up to, to Jimmy Graham since he was a little kid. You know, one thing about when you look at veterans like Jimmy Graham, you just have to look at the eye test. Every year he comes in in great physical condition. So you know that he's still dedicated to the sport. What Jimmy Graham has done for Cole Komet, his experiences, his advice is invaluable. Because like I said, Cole Komet had a condensed preseason last year. The information that could be fed to him by Jimmy Graham and his preparedness in the body of work and the evidence that he sees out of him is inspiring to Cole Komet. And so I want to see Cole Komet continue to develop to become the blocker and the receiver he needs to be so this run, offense runs efficiently. But when you talk about the last segment in the red zone, you talked about the first downs that Jimmy Graham is responsible for. I don't think um, he's going to leave anything behind. And I still think that he's got a lot of value to this football team and to that position. And he loves playing with Cole. Really just my overall health. You know, I'm not a guy who, you know, I, you know, I just want to make sure that, you know, I can, I can make it through a season and make it through, through another playoff run. You know, that's kind of the biggest, you know, thoughts that I always have. You know, I, you know, I never want to outlive my time. And, 
Um, you know, I feel like I'm, I can still be used. I can still be a weapon and, and I can still be a leader, you know, for this team and help these young kids, um, uh, you know, to make a run and, and, you know, to, to share some of my knowledge of what I've been through in this league and, you know, the wins and the lessons I've learned. No, and he's, he's learned plenty. There's no question about it. So I think the tight end position is in good hands with those two right there. And then, you know, it's a, it's a bunch of guys then that's going, they're going to fill other roles at that tight end position and try to build some of that depth through competition time and training camp. It is an area that I'm looking at, like, as a key, okay, what, in addition to those two gentlemen, uh, are the Bears going to be able to bring to the table at the tight end position? Would you agree that is one area you're going to have circled beyond Jimmy and Cole? Yeah, you know, Cole Komet and Jimmy Graham are capable of doing anything that's asked of them in a Matt Nagy-led offense. But I also gained a lot of a ton of respect in the last couple of years for J.P. Holtz and Jesper Horstead. Because when you look at the continuous development of those two guys, in the same example that they're witnessing when they look at Jimmy Graham, it's not exclusive to the development of Cole Komet. Jimmy Graham's experiences affects the entire tight end position. So I think all these guys can benefit from the lessons learned in the classroom and on the practice field. All right, let's flip it to last year's uh, outstanding rookie, Jalen Johnson. Uh, Jalen uh, did not play a full season. He had the shoulder injury but he did not have to have surgery. So he did his rehab. There was nothing structural wrong. He's had a history of, of shoulder problems, obviously way back to Utah, but he feels very, very good about the situation. But because Kyle is now in Denver, Kyle Fuller, he's considered, if you look at the depth chart and you look at how these things are, are awarded, the, he is CB1, Tom. He, he is going in as the guy. So how does this guy feel about it? Exactly what you might expect. I mean, it's something I've been working for my whole life. I mean, it's not just after one year. Um, of course, we all know rookie year is the hardest, of course. So, I mean, just being able to learn from that and just trying to take all my preparation through, through all my years of playing football and being a leader throughout high school, throughout college. I mean, it's no different now uh, being in, in the NFL. So, I mean, it's just being able to take what I've been doing my whole life, um, just being able to perform and bring others along and teach them the things that I learned from last year and um, just trying to help everybody improve the best way I can. See, that's another thing about that rookie class last year. When you include him and Darnell Mooney, there are leadership qualities to these guys already right out of the gate. And now without Kyle, you got to have it. Yeah, but, you know, this is the first time these guys can actually take a breath because you realize, Jeff, when they went onto the practice field last year in all the protocol they were facing through the pandemic, they immediately became the starting a, a, a regular season against Matthew Stafford and Jalen Johnson. He was the guy that was going to be attacked and challenged. Jalen Johnson has now been able to take into account everything he faced last year. You get a chance to watch video during the offseason and see where you can help your own development. Look, man, this guy deserves to be CB1. And I don't know if that's Chicago Bear one, cornerback <laughs> one, or how you're identifying that CB. But I think when you look at this guy, he's up to the challenge. He's always been a physically gifted player. And that, again, that's evidence to me that he puts in the time in the weight room, which I it'll pay dividends for him. And he's going to have a huge role in the defensive backfield this year for the Bears. I made a ton of plays on the ball last season, as we know, and we'll be expecting that now. Turn them over. Get those takeaways. Under Sean Desai, we, we're going to get in a lot about Sean Desai because they know him. He's been there for a long time. This is his big chance to be the first-time defensive coordinator, but it's not from a lack of uh, anything other than understanding and preparation and getting to know guys and knowing what all 11 guys do on defense. Yep, his background in the secondary, 
but he's got the overall view of the defense. Now, Jalen was asked just what it might look like. How is it going to change with Desai and his a little time he spent with him there on the practice field as a defensive coordinator here in 2021? I'm definitely say he's bringing a lot more attention to detail um, to everything that we're doing. I thought that's a big, a big focus point in all aspects of our defense in terms of every position, just being more detail oriented in our technique and our disguising and things like that. So I mean, it's just about just getting better each and every day of technique and just kind of learning the defense as best as possible so we can being able to play together better. Um, and then turnovers, I thought we didn't turn the ball over as much, and I thought that's what the game's about. Um, just being able to take the ball away um, and create turnovers and get the ball back to the, back to the offense. No, Tom, that is number one. Got to get those takeaways because that's how that defense thrives. Every defense would, and that was the case in 2018. I think that aggressiveness, that attention to detail, is really a significant theme that almost every defender, veteran or young like Jalen, indicated over the past week. And they understand this defense because we saw, I think on Thursday, or make that Wednesday of the, of the practice week, the enthusiasm about the plays they were already making when they hadn't been together all offseason. Roquan, the, uh, reportedly anyway, the only defensive starter to, to really be a part of it. The other 10 were not. Uh, they were doing their own thing. Uh, in that voluntary period. So I think you felt it. You felt that swag. Danny Trevathan mentioned it as well. You know, it was kind of cool for me when Jalen Johnson was meeting with the media and he was talking about Sean Desai and what he's expecting out of these guys. To me, it was like he was talking about George Allen, my first head coach, who's one of the greatest defensive coordinators in the history of the NFL, because he always preached to the guys. It's about the little things. It's about the details. It's about the little points of importance that take your position and they increase the role of the overall scheme and team. And so I I'm excited to see what I Sean. And I think it's going to important how it reflects on the young guys. That's Tom there. I'm Jeff Joniak time for another break here on Chicago sports radio, six seventy. the score coming up next, Justin Fields and more Matt Nagy on the quarterback situation with Andy Dalton leading the way as the starter entering 2021. This is bears all access brought to you by IGS energy back in a few. The Chicago Bears Network presents Inside the Bears, brought to you by Verizon. Anthony Adams and Lauren Screeden cover the world of Bears football on and off the field every Sunday night at 10.35 p.m. on Fox 32 Chicago or watch anytime at chicagobears.com around the Bears official app. Back with you on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. With Tom Thayer, I'm Jeff Joniak, breaking down veteran mandatory minicamp, the offseason program now history back in late July to start training camp 2021. And Tom, with fans... There will be a limited number of, of tickets, how that goes, how they go about bringing those fans in or what the volume will be, will be interesting to see, but I'll tell you, there'll be a, a lot of bears fans jacked about seeing these guys. Uh, the, the addition of Justin Fields has certainly pumped a lot of life in, in the bears family, uh, both inside the building and, and the fan base and just the overall hope and change uh, that will come to the offensive side of the football in general. But, I think training camp is going to be real exciting to see there, especially with fans not able to do any of that a year ago. Yeah, it is. I mean, hey, listen, since my days back in Platteville, the role that the fans play in training camp is as important as some of the guys on the field because they create the enthusiasm. They create the buzz around the field. They have a reaction to great plays, whether it's two offensive linemen or a long bomb down the, the length of the field. So, yeah, the fans have a huge role in the momentum and the excitement of training camp. Well, Fields was at Wrigley Field uh, a couple of weeks back. 
the, the place went bananas. That, that is the expectation for your number one pick. If they were at a Bulls game and they show up, they'd be doing the same thing. A, a Hawks game, you name it. That's the uh, the universal love of the Chicago Bears in this town by all sports fans. Uh, it, it is the team, right? It is the team. But the, the enthusiasm is also about kind of a shiny new toy, and everybody wants to see the new toy. That was a topic of conversation this past week when asked, if something were to happen to Andy Dalton, Tom, who would be the starting quarterback? Would it be Justin Fields? So that was an opportunity for Matt Nagy to kind of let it flow and how it's going to be so that the question doesn't get repeatedly asked. It will, but here's his answer. So, so, so I say two things to that. So number one, as, as you all know, um, and, I, and I understand too, like that when you draft a quarterback um, in the first round and, and, and you, you trade up and get the guy, I completely understand the, the questions that, that are going to come, you know, each day and just kind of wanting to know who's the guy going to be at this day or that day or this, this week or that week. And so I get that. Um, and to answer your second question, I would say this, um, when you're the, the number two quarterback uh, in, in that situation that you're presenting to me, then yes, he would be the guy. Um, but when you talk through this, uh, that's where it's like, you know, these quarterbacks, all three guys, just because they're in that spot right now, um, we've explained and I specifically have explained to each, each one of those guys that you're doing everything you possibly can to be as competitive as possible and be the starting quarterback and the best quarterback you can be for the Bears. And so I'm taking a little bit of time here to say this because I know that these questions could go on and on each and every day, but out of just politeness for me and respect, as we go here, moving forward, I'm just going to like, I'll give you updates as we go as to how the guys are doing. But as far as the depth chart goes, this is where we're at with Andy as the one with, with Justin as the two with Nick as the three, but all three of those guys know that you need to produce, you need to play well, you need to compete. You need to be the best quarterback you can be. And then it's going to be really pretty easy for us to be able to see who that is and how that goes. And then there'll be a process and a plan. We're going to stick to that. It's not going to change tomorrow. That plan is not going to change tomorrow. The plan is not going to change in training camp. The plan is a, is a, is a plan and it's been thought out. And so as we go, um, I'm just taking some time on this question because I think, you know, this could go every day. And I just want you to know that, that that's kind of, as we go here, where I'm at, you know? And so um, depth chart wise. Tom, what do you think of that answer? I think it's a great explanation, but I'm, I'm, I feel bad that they're only talking about the quarterback position because, you know, Jeff, when we look at the depth chart at the beginning of training camp, when we sit there and study all the performance of these guys, I want every single number two fighting to be number one. And that's how you're going to make this football team better. I know we're talking about the quarterback position. I'm not denying that. However, when you create competitiveness, that's how you create a division championship. And that's how you lead yourself deep into the playoffs. So whether we're talking about the quarterback position or right guard, what, you know, and so again, I want Justin Fields to come in here and say, Hey, Andy Dalton, you better pay attention because I'm coming for you. And I want Andy Dalton to say, Hey, I got a rear view mirror and I'm going to keep you back there. I know that's just, I'm just talking about the fun of inner inner you know, competition conversation, but every single position out there, that number two has got to be fighting to be number one. Beyond that obvious is that you don't always have a guarantee 
that those competitors are going to play along and help the young guy. But that's not the case on the 2021 Bears. Andy Dalton, Nick Foles, praised by the rookie quarterback for the help they're giving. I mean, yeah, I've, I've, I've learned a lot of things. I, I couldn't even name off a, a few things. But, I mean, he's, he's talked to me a lot. Uh, I actually went to dinner with him and his wife. So, we talked a lot there. And um, kind of just his, his background and stuff like that, their story. But, I mean, Andy and Nick, they've, they've been awesome to me. Probably bigger than you guys even, even though. Um, just, just, yeah, I mean, Andy's completely taking me under his wing. Uh, any question that I have for him, uh, he's he's, he's going to answer. And even when I'm throwing, uh, I think there was one day out uh, after OTAs, I was throwing extra at the packs, and he stayed out there specifically just to, you know, uh, see maybe what I was doing wrong, and he was just trying to uh, help me out. So, I mean, he's, he's going to do so for sure. Now, how significant is that? I've gained new admiration today for Andy Dalton because – he is a competitor out in the field as an athlete, but as a human being, he's got compassion. He's trying to bring this young man along who know that's going to be put in a position to succeed, talking about Justin Fields, but allowing him to be involved in each other's lives and being able to learn different increments of the life in football. Hey, man, thumbs up to Andy Dalton for how he's embracing the relationship in that quarterback room. And I have new admiration as well for Justin Fields for this reason. You know, we don't know him yet. We've heard the news conferences in the short time. We've never met the man, but every reaction is the same. And and for that matter, for Andy Dalton and Nick Foles as well, uh, they're all workers. And Justin Fields, we have heard the reputation. He is a gym rat. He loves the weight room. And he is very serious. He's very serious as a competitor and very serious about picking up the nuance of the quarterback position. So when asked what he planned on doing the next five weeks during the summer break, this is his answer to the Bears media. Not for me. It's like if I go a day without getting better in uh, one way, whether it's, you know, mentally, physically, I, I feel lazy and I feel like I'm not, you know, doing enough to – you know, accomplish what I accomplished. So for me personally, I have to do something, you know, football related, whether it's studying my plays for 45 minutes an hour, working out, uh, I have to do something to feel like I'm just, you know, being productive because I don't feel like I'm, I, I love to feel like I'm being productive and I don't like feeling that uh, I'm, I'm being lazy because that's one thing that I can't control is uh, my, my, my work ethic. So I like to do uh, something every day just to have that peace of mind knowing that I'm getting better. Well, Tom, that sounds like a guy I know, uh, old number 57, uh, Tom Thayer. Uh, same <laughs> way, because you eat, sleep, and breathe football. You were always working on your craft, and, and it sounds like this will be what Justin Field is all about because that's all he knows. You know, it's the same point of emphasis that Jay Hilgenberg and I were talking about 30 years ago. This part of the year was the most important part of the season for us. It's something that we were lucky enough to be in the same offensive system for quite a while. So we didn't have to sit there and spend any time studying the plays. We knew that, but we lived in the weight room. We lived out in the field doing our running and conditioning because when you came to the practice field, you had to be ready to go. That's Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Jonagak, and this is Bears All Access. Another break here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This segment of Bears All Access is brought to you by Athletico Physical Therapy. Visit athletico.com to request an appointment in clinic or virtually and start feeling better tomorrow. We're feeling good right now about the 2021 Bears. Now with a break until training camp, and it will be one of the most anticipated training camps, Tom. We almost say that every year. Some, sometimes we know what the plan is going to be, you know, in the days of Levy Smith, 
it was the same guys on defense coming back every year. You knew it was going to be a couple of additions here and there. Offense always been kind of a, a moving target and, and trying to figure that all out and how the development comes at the quarterback position. And that's still the case here in 2021. But given the pandemic, given the protocols, given the lack of access, uh, both from players with us and us to players, and it sounds like it's heading in that direction. We'll have more interaction. The fans are going to be there. And then just the competition across the, the entire offense and defense. There are some positions that, you know, are definitely yet to be determined and some very significant ones. Uh, and when you agree with all that. Well, hundred percent, you know, when I sit here with the roster in front of me from a mandatory minicamp, there's six guys there with double digit years of service. Two of them are quarterbacks. And when you look at how competitive this young man game is today, you're talking about a group of guys that are going to go out there and they are going to be fighting their tail off once training camp begins. So it is going to be an exciting time for the Bears. And uh, there's a lot of guys in there that their upside is yet in front of them. Uh, I'd say, you know, the, the obvious battles, obviously, who's going to start opposite Jalen Johnson? What side of the field will Jalen Johnson play? Had some reps at right corner and left corner. He doesn't care which side he plays. Uh, the slot position. To me, that is probably uh, as significant a battle at training camp the right player in that position can make a defense lethal. And it is a significantly important position in this era in the National Football League. Uh, the safeties love the safety collection as Eddie Jackson and Deshaun Gibson back together. And, and he said it's the first time, Eddie said it the first time since Adrian Amos, back-to-back uh, -back years with the same safety. That's significant. How that front on the defensive side of the ball comes together opposite Khalil Mack. Where is Robert Quinn health-wise? And then on the offensive side of the ball, the left tackle position, Tevin Jenkins battling for that job as a young man making the switch from the right side primarily in his college career. How the positions stack up at receiver and how many carries are tethered out to the running backs. That's just scratching the surface. Do you have any others that you're keeping an eye on? Yeah, you know, it's, you know, you have, different guys and how are, how are they going to be used? How are the backup tight ends going to be used? And what role is Ryan all going to have? That's different than JP holds. Um, Eddie Jackson looks bigger in a single digit number than he did as number 39. <laughs> you talk about the role of the slot receiver and how it fits into this offseason because what I saw out of Marquise Goodwin, what I see out of Damon bird, man, these guys are flyers and they're, are they almost have the exact same template. And so how are they inserted in this offense? And, you know, the, the second-year role of Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney, because Darnell Mooney burst out of the scene, and I don't think he gained the type of respect throughout the whole season that he's going to demand this year. He's going to be able to change coverages of the opponent because he was such a factor in this offense. And then when they start balancing their coverages towards Darnell, hey, man, it's going to open up A-Rod. It's going to open up Cole Komet. So, you know, there's got to be a lot of these little tools that you're going to be able to work with in this offense. A couple other observations. Uh, you made a great one with Marquise Goodwin, a veteran player, uh, did not play last season, but uh, ready and still rolling fast, an, an Olympic sprinter in his day. But uh, he's got the 84 on his back. Now, we're going to miss Cordell Patterson, no question, premier kick return man in his era right now. And uh, but who is that kick returner? But you and the offensive side of the things made a great observation about the guy wearing number 84 right now. 
Man, I it's just, you know, I've grown so accustomed to look at a really fast, enthusiastic player wearing that number in the last couple of years. But then you kind of amped up the speed a little bit. Yeah, you got a little bit smaller, but that 84 is still fast. He's the type of guy, if you want to blow the top off a of defense and you could put this guy in an isolated position with that proper technique, he's the type of guy that's going to make safeties start backpedaling at the snap of the ball. You get those guys to backpedal at the snap of the ball, it's going to open opportunities for David Montgomery and the run crew. All right, what'd you notice in terms of Sam Mustafer? I feel he's a lot bigger. So the strength in the weight room clear, clearly has been happening there. 311 pounds. He's got a great enthusiasm to play the game. He's all he's already had an enormous amount of pressure placed on his shoulders after taking over last year. And he's been able to help the development in the interior of that offensive line. James Daniel, Cody Whitehair. You mean that's significant big man on that inside. And it'll be needed week one against a guy like Aaron Donald but they're also going to be able to stretch their skills to the outside and be able to help the offensive tackle position. Jermaine Effetti, big man. He's going to be able to continue his improvement at the right tackle position. And I think they'll be able to help out the development of that left tackle position, whomever it is. Put tight ends around him, H-backs, good blocking running backs. And Cody Whitehair is a guy that can do a lot of things to help that left tackle position by, you know, also taking care of his own responsibilities. All right, let's flip it to defense. Roquan Smith, lot of praise from head coach Matt Nagy. It's about actions and not words with Roquan. It's real simple. I mean, th th this guy, he's pretty good. He's a pretty good player. And when you when you know that, and we all know that, and you, he is practicing and showing up in meetings right now like he's a rookie. It's special, you know, it really is. And it's not, it's not talk, it's real. I mean, he's out there, everything's 100 miles an hour. He wants to learn. He's willing to be a sponge. He doesn't think he knows everything. Um, he's extremely motivated internally. It's either you have that or you don't. And it's not fabricated, it's not false, it's very organic. And this is one of the best sideline uh, to sideline side guys around. Best, one of the best 25 and under players in the NFL. And one of the best cover linebackers in the National Football League. You know, I don't care what defensive scheme you're going to play, what down and distance it is. Uh, Roquan Smith has the ability to be one of the top three interior linebackers in the NFL. And I still think he has a challenge to be one of the best. And he is. And he shows significant improvement each and every year. And I think the more information that the linebackers coach and defensive coordinator Sean Desai can feed to Roquan Smith, the more responsibilities they want to get him. He's up to the challenge and all the responsibilities they want to offer him. Danny Trevathan is running buddy inside, getting his first taste of the 2021 defense uh, this week uh, with Sean Desai, but uh, has high hopes as he always does. Always the optimist, always believe in the guys he's running with. You got to be a better defense. I mean, every year you want to be a better defense. Um, you know, 2018 is a totally different year. Those aspects and those standards were set, so we know where we need to get to, and we know that we have the guys that are capable of doing that. We just want to be the best defense that we can be in, in the league. You know, we know we're going to handle whatever teams throw at us. We got the right guys in right positions, guys out here communicating, and everybody knows one another now, and it's not too many new guys on the team, but the new guys that came in, they buy in, and, um, you know, that's what you love to see, especially when you're a vet like I am. You like to see guys buy in. It makes it much more easier. I'm glad we got out here to come. I'm glad we came out here and showed them, you know, how we do it.
Um, it was no slack. It was flying around. And, you know, it was, it, it was definitely fun being back out there. You know, Danny Trevathan, it's almost like he turned back father time. Because last year, because of the condensed training camp in Detroit, everybody wanted to see, boy, Danny Trevathan slowing down. He maybe lost a step. For somewhere along the way, Danny Trevathan gained a couple steps. Because when I look at the enthusiasm that the defense carried through the minicamp, he was one of the leaders of that enthusiastic group. But he's also a leader in speed. He ran well. He was fast. He was covering guys out at the sideline. He was running downfield with receivers and running backs. So thank you, Danny Trevathan, for showing up and giving this team what they're expecting from you. Right. Over 30 now. And somebody brought that up. He goes, we'll see. We'll see how it is. Yeah. He's confident. He's confident. Don't Indeed. care. Bears all access with the 30 and over Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak. Brought to you by IGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This segment of Bears All Access is brought to you by CDW. People who get it with Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak. Our final segment this afternoon on Bears All Access. Brought to you by IGS Energy. Thanks again to our producers, Dan Barilli, Jordan Treadup, and Katie Tuber. And the folks at 670 The Score. Tom, the vaccination process well underway. Uh, the final interview with the media this week, Matt Nagy was asked about it, the, the different challenges of getting an entire uh, human body of, of teammates vaccinated. Much of the coaching staff will be vaccinated by the time uh, training camp starts uh, in late July. Uh, and he feels they're headed in the right direction. We all have an opinion. We all have a belief of what we want to do. So I start there. The next part is, is then we just take the education that we get from the experts and then we we're the conduit to the players. And I think what I've learned is that you can not talk about it and hope that people understand the whys or, or why nots and, and the, the, everything that goes with it, or you can, you can talk about it a lot. And we've decided to really try to hit it every day with these guys. And you never know. There's some questions that guys don't have or that, that have that don't want to ask. And so I don't know why, other than I do know this, if you don't get your vaccination, it's pretty simple. You're going to be going and following the exact rules that we followed last year in 2020. And I can tell you right now that wasn't fun. And it's a pain in, it's a pain in the tail. And no better words could be spoken. It is. But everybody has their right to do what they wish. But from a competitive standpoint and just a team standpoint, it would, it would make a lot of sense. Yeah. But you know, it's like Matt says, it's about the education of the topic. See it, get yourself as educated as possible. And then you're going to make an adult decision and you, yeah, you hope it benefits the team. But like Matt said, going through the protocol of what these guys faced last year. And I really admire every one of these guys in the system that Andre Tucker put in place to keep palace hall, a, a healthy atmosphere. Um, so it's about education, you know, get yourself, you know, with a good understanding of the decision you're going to make. We mentioned at the top 89 out of 90 guys, uh, there were some tryout guys as well, but uh, Eddie Goldman uh, was not a part of it. It, it was an unexcused uh, absence in terms of, uh, of that because of the mandatory aspect of it. But um, and Nagy says he feels good that, that Eddie will be there for training camp. Danny Trevathan also weighed in. Uh, Eddie Goldman, he's a silent killer, man. No. Works his tail off. He loves his job. He's one of the guys that does his job. Don't really talk too much, but it works his tail off. Um, unfortunately, we didn't have him last year. It's going to be great to have him this year. Um, I know he's going to be here. He's been working his tail off. He looked totally different. Um, I've been communicating with him as much as possible. Uh, he's a tough guy to get in contact with, but he loves us. He loves this, the, the Bears organization. He loves the defense, so he's going to come in here ready to work. 
How significant will his return be? And uh, it is something we're certainly, uh, it's an expectation now. You got to be here. Well, it either is or it isn't. You know, he's either has been working out and you're going to see the evidence within his body of the template that he's going to present to the Bears once they bring him here for a training camp physical, or else you're going to see evidence of not being in shape, not being conditioned to the point where you can come out here and you can be a multiple play asset for Sean Desai in this defense. Um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of other guys that realize the importance of their role with, with his absence. And so, you know, there's going to be guys chopping at the bit to be in that stance week one against the, the Rams. Listen, I hope it is Eddie Goldman. I hope he's going to be, show a reflection to this team how important um, his life and his future is and his desire to play professional football. Well, Nichols dealing with a little bit of foot problem, precautionary. Uh, he'll be ready to go for training camp and expecting a huge year out of him as well. A player to watch, a player to circle up front for the Chicago Bears. And so is Allen Robinson putting his contract issues aside. He's had plenty of that. He's now just working on his game and how it benefits himself, but also in the larger picture, a team that he wants to see win. Being better, you know, after the catch with the ball, you know, being able to have uh, creating more muscle endurance, you know, so when I'm catching the ball, you know, being able to hold my feet longer and things like that, you know, just making sure I'm getting in and out of my brakes, you know, um, um, uh, focusing on some deeper routes, you know, the transitions, you know, that those specific aspects of my game, being able to add, you know, uh, a few more yards to my per catch average, you know, will be able to turn some, you know, eight yard catches into 12 yard catches, create more first downs, you know, and also focusing on myself on the red zone, being able to, to make sure I'm honing, honing in on not only just a physical standpoint, but just honing in on what teams are trying to do to us in the red zone, and how I can be better and how I can, you know, help assist my team more in the red zone when we get down there. I was really impressed at what he laid out, Tom. A-Rob is one of the most well-prepared, courageous wide receivers the Bears have had here in a long time. He could never address the media again, and I would have all the respect in the world for him. So, A-Rob, you don't have to prove anything to me. I know that you're a valuable commodity to this offense and to these quarterbacks and to first down catches over the middle or one-handed catches on the sideline. All right, here we go, Tom. Offensive line, you're, you, you have your first taste of professional football trying to compete to win the left tackle job you're Tevin Jenkins you're a guy who played primarily on the right side at Oklahoma State and now you have five or six weeks to get ready for the start of training camp when it's going to be nothing but a grind and you're going to be facing that defense day in and day out you're going to be in one-on-ones there's going to be contact your footwork and your technique will be tested what are you going to work on? This is his answer and Tom take it out of the answer. I'll say one big thing for me is uh knowing the playbooks so uh and for me that is the biggest part of football for myself so i'm not afraid of making any mistakes because i already know where to go how to do things where the play's called so i go and play 100 instead of pushing myself mid-play or before the play boom thank you tevin jenkins you got to go to the line of scrimmage knowing what you're going to do not thinking about what you might have to do you can't go there thinking is the snap count on two is it on one is it on three you're already behind in the play. Get in your tablet. Stay involved in your assignments. That will be the most important development and help you speed up your development of anything else you can do. I also was impressed with Justin Fields, Tom, and he talked about an interception thrown to the red zone. Christian Jones swiped it on Thursday's uh, practice. And 
he was told, okay, don't, don't do that again in terms of the particular play and, and the technique to it. He says, you know, I'm a one mistake kind of <laughs> yeah. guy and I'm a quick learner. I don't make the same mistake twice. That, that's a very bold answer, but not everybody can say that. So I'm impressed with that kind of mentality. You, you kind of win half the battle with that kind of mentality. Yeah, you know, it's kind of weird because we're big fans of cheese. And uh, when he's burst back on the season, he gets an interception. We talked to him at All Access earlier this year, and we talked about his lack of career interceptions and how he needs more. However, I like the answer of Justin Fields. I don't repeat mistakes, and that's what coaches want to see, and that's what they want to hear. Tom, we're out of time. A lot more to discuss. Oh. But, uh, yeah, I know. I, I left some of your nuggets on the table, but we got plenty of shows throughout the offseason <laughs> to fill in the blanks, Tommy. But uh, I think we're all on the same page. We're excited about football's return here in 2021, as normal as we can possibly make it. Tom, thanks for all your time. Appreciate you all listening. Thanks to our producers, Dan Burley, Jordan Treadup, and Katie Tuber. For Tom Thayer, I'm Jeff Joniak. You've been listening to Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score.